0: My only goal was just to really be rich. That was the only goal I had. It was just, I just want to be rich. I don't know how I'm mm-hmm. going to do it, but I just want to be rich. <laughs> that was the only reason I decided to go into engineering in the first place, just to make a lot of money. And, um, you know, kind of getting into that, it was it was so strange because, you know, we work so much and we were always, you know, working late, working till seven, eight o'clock. And, you know, at the time I'm 21 years old and uh, it wasn't too, it wasn't a big deal, but it was still kind of like, okay, I guess it's just what people do. But it, it became weird to me when I started seeing like, you know, other 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds also working late with me at that time in the office. And uh that's when it was kind of like, okay, it's one thing for me to be here when I'm 21 years old. You know, I I, I don't really have much that I'm that I gotta go back home to, right? I'm just gonna go home, probably play 2K, you mm-hmm. know, really just chill out. Right. But you got a family, you got kids, you missing out on other things, you missing out on a lot of things. So it's like seeing you here is like Mm. oh i don't want that for my life
1: welcome to the your podcast mentor show with jonathan jones here you will learn how to start launch and monetize your podcast in addition to hearing the latest trends and the latest and greatest things happening in the podcast industry are you ready What's going on family? It's your podcast mentor Jonathan Jones and welcome to the Your Podcast Mentor show where we dive in and talk about podcast news, podcast how-tos and also interviews. And and I'm I'm excited today as always anytime that that we have a guest um uh, because it's it's super important not just to get caught up in a silo in this whole podcast community. I know it can be easy for many people. Um, so today I'm going to bring on a gentleman who I feel is going to help us really all expand our mind and really just expand the way that we look at things. So this this gentleman that we're bringing on today, not only is he, is he an entrepreneur, um, he's also a business owner and he's one half of the Money Monopolizers podcast. We're going to go ahead and bring Mr. Alex Camuno to the to the stage what was going on brother how we doing
0: i'm doing well man i appreciate you bringing me on i'm excited to uh get into this conversation and uh you know it's i i feel like it'd
1: be a really impactful conversation
0: definitely so
1: yes sir yes sir likewise man likewise you know I'm, i'm loving what what you're doing with the podcast and everything like that but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about the podcast. We're going to talk about the podcast. But just if this is people's first introduction to you, I want to just kick you to mic and, you know, just take take a few minutes and, you know, just 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 share with the people a little bit about who you are and, you know, just some of the cool things that that, that you got going on.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, my name is Alex Muno. I'm uh, from Houston and uh, currently out here in San Antonio, Texas. But um, I came, I moved out here when I was, you know, about... 18 years old, don't really want to get too much into it. But I came into college, I came out here to go to college study civil engineering um, at the University of Texas out here, and then uh, graduated when I was about 21 after, you know, three years in college and started working, you know, nine to five engineer at 21 years old in January of 2018. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of my first time having like, you know, one of those office corporate jobs um, in my life. And so Hmm. Seeing that was a huge kind of awakening to me because uh, it was it really at that point in my life it was like I I my only goal was just to really be rich that was the only goal I had it was just, I just want to be rich I don't know how I'm mm-hmm. going to do it but I just want to be rich <laughs> but that was the only reason I decided to go into engineering in the first place was just to make a lot of money and um, you know kind of getting into that it was it was so strange because you know we worked so much and we were always. You know, working late, working till seven, eight o'clock. And you know, at the time I'm 21 years old, and uh, it wasn't too, it wasn't a big deal, but it was still kind of like, okay, I guess it's just what people do. But it, it became weird to me when I started seeing like, you know, other 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds also working late with me at that time in the office. And uh, that's when it was kind of like, okay, it's one thing for me to be here when I'm 21 years old. You know, I I, I don't really have much that I'm that I got to go back home to, right? I'm just going to go home, probably play 2K, you know, mm-hmm. really just chill out, right? But you got a family, you got kids, you missing out on other things, you missing out on a lot of things. So it's like, seeing you here is like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want that for my life. So it that was really like the big awakening for me in, in terms of like, okay, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So at that point, you know, I was two weeks into my job um, at just after going to school for three years to study this whole career. And, you know, I'm two weeks into the job and I'm like, yeah, I'm got to get a credit a plan to get out of here. So at that time I created a plan to essentially, uh, retire by the age of 28 I was 21 at the time. And, uh, my goal was to just be able to leave my nine to five job by the time I was 20 years old. And, uh, you know, kind of fast forwarding, I, uh, started studying a bunch of real estate books, listening to a bunch of podcasts, ended up buying my first real estate, uh, rental property that summer as a duplex, just because I, you know, literally was Googling, like, what do, how do people retire early and real estate kept coming up. And so I bought my first property that year after educating myself for six months, don't want to understate that. And then, uh, from that point ended up buying another one and another one and another one, and then ended up buying around, uh, probably 10 to 15 properties over the next couple years. Um, by the time I was, you know, this was up until last year when I was 24 And uh, ended up, you know, kind of shifting my strategy last year to really shift from real estate because real estate is good. But what I realized was like, real estate money is slow money. I can't really get, I can become wealthy, but I can't get rich. And I'm still trying to get rich. I want to be Mm. income rich. I want to be asset rich, but I also want to be income Mm. rich. Real estate is slow, slow money. And I got to get a lot of units to really become income rich and have that lifestyle that I really desire to live. So uh, I switched my strategy from like okay I'm instead of focusing on real estate let me focus on business. So I studied all these different businesses took so many different courses probably tried five different businesses lost probably thirty thousand dollars in a bunch of different businesses trying things till I found one that actually stuck which wow. ended up starting a cleaning business uh, last year and uh, you know ended up doing four hundred thousand dollars in sales within the first year la- or if within the first calendar year which was last year and now you know the business generates fifty to sixty thousand dollars every single month and. You know, i was able to leave my job four last year four four years earlier than my original goal of 28 i was able to do that at 24 years old and you know here i am kind of today now scaling that business and working on continuing to build that business so that i can really ultimately get that lifestyle that i did want to get um and so yeah and obviously along the way we ended up starting the podcast i'm sure we'll talk about that and uh just kind of teaching people how they can achieve financial freedom too at a young age just by using our uh, life as an example, our meaning me and Marlon.
1: What's going on, family? It's your podcast mentor, Jonathan Jones, and I wanted to interrupt the episode just for a brief minute to let you know that I have a free gift for you. All right, I'm holding a free training for speakers, coaches, and consultants, showing you how to take your voice and turn it into a profitable business, even if you don't have a lot of followers. All right, so what I want you to do, I want you to stop whatever you're doing, and I want you to go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com there i'm gonna sign you up to show you how you can accelerate your leads and generate credibility even if you have a small audience get paid with podcasting.com and i'll see you there back to the episode So, goodness gracious alex hold on brother hold on (laughs) hold on wait a minute man wait wait a minute wait a minute man you got we we got to unpack some things okay i was over here looking down taking notes so don't think i'm not looking i'm i'm locked in i'm i'm locked (laughs) in okay but man, you yeah. you you, you got to unpack some things for us, okay? <laughs> you got to unpack some things, and the, the the first one is, what what gives you the mindset to say I need to educate myself for six months before I then go out and do real estate? Like talk talk about that. Like what puts you in that mindset to not just say, okay, I got a book, I'm gonna go do the thing, but I need to lock in, get an understanding, and then go. Dive in. Break that down, man. Break that down.
0: Yeah, man. So here's the thing about this is like, one thing that I know, just being in business and you know investments in general, is real estate is a very illiquid kind of business. So or real estate is a very illiquid investment. So meaning, once you're in, you're in. Like you're, it's very hard to get out once you're in a deal. Um, and you know, I've lost a lot of money in deals that you know because I got in it wasn't a good deal, end up losing money. So the 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 fact of the matter is is education is important in any business but real estate above all education is the most important and I knew this early on just because of you know I was so um, I'm a very inquisitive kind of person so I want to know as much as I can know and before I, I I do something I want to be as well equipped um, before going into anything as possible right and so I I realized like okay if I get into this property and it ends up being a bad deal I'm probably stuck with this property for at least you know a uh, A year, maybe a few months, if I'm lucky, if I can sell it or whatever the case may be. But you're probably stuck in here. It's not like a stock where I can buy a stock. Oh, it's going, it's going the wrong way. Let me just sell it and take a small little loss by clicking a few buttons. No, this is a very, very, very uh, e-liquid kind of investment. So anytime, any real estate is by far the most education-intensive investment. If you don't want to spend time learning and educating yourself in real estate, you will pay for it. Um, and, and, And what one thing I learned is going to pay either way you're going to pay you know from experience or you're going to pay to learn it right so i much rather pay to learn it right so i much rather take courses i much rather buy books i much rather listen to podcasts and and spend that time and money learning it up front rather than paying to the school of hard knocks later on and that was kind of my mentality Mm -hmm. even getting into it because i heard so many different horror stories from people that were already in real estate because i was listening to so many podcasts and those people that were investing in real estate for years and they were still you know going losing money on deals those kinds of things so it's like i'm a rookie i'm this is my first deal i can if they can lose money i can lose money so i need to be as equipped as possible so that was kind of my mindset with it
1: i got you i got you man okay okay that that's that's, that's good man you 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 already uh preheated the oven man you already preheated the oven we're not even cooking yet i can tell just just hearing you talk we're not even cooking yet so 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 break this down for us Alex break this down asset rich versus income rich man what 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 is that what does that mean cuz you 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 over there using these real estate and these in and these wealth terms and 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 vernacular so asset rich versus income rich Bre- break it down for us brother break it down
0: yeah for sure I, and i i think look there is i i kind of have created this whole formula that i like to um tell people is like this is the formula for financial freedom right and one originally my plan, and this is just based off of my experiences over the last four or five years. One thing I realized was that, like I said before, um, I wanted to re- I wanted to get into real estate. My goal was to get ten thousand dollars per month in cash flow from rental property. So I knew in order to get ten thousand dollars per month, and this was my initial goal at age twenty one that I set by twenty eight, I needed ten k a month in cash flow, right? So I knew I needed probably fifty units that can cash flow at least two hundred dollars per month to get ten thousand dollars a month. Fifty units so i said man okay 50 units that's going to be quite a journey that i got to go on to get that i mean it's not it's going to take a few years to get to 50 units right um and i probably could have done that but what i realized was okay what if instead i focus on creating a business that can give me the cash flow and use the cash flow from the business to then go buy real estate and provide for my lifestyle while the real estate now will build my wealth along the way right because what, what I realize is that real estate is great for wealth building, right? Real estate is it, obviously, you know, p- you people have properties, you pass them down for generations, generations, you can keep deferring taxes. They're great assets. They're great investment. They're great tax shelters. They're great assets all around, right? So if you own real estate, you can own a bunch of, I own, you know, a few different properties. I have a lot of equity. I have, you know, a, a majority of my net worth comes from the real estate that I own. But the cash flow, the freedom, it didn't come from my real estate, it came from the business, right? I can scale my business a lot faster than I can scale my real estate portfolio. But and and so I can take advantage of that by now when I scale my business, I can use the business income or the big business cash flow. And when I say cash flow, for those that don't aren't familiar with the vernacular, but cash flow is essentially the money you have left over after you've paid all your expenses. So income minus expenses is cash flow. So on a rental property, Income is your rent. Expenses is going to be your principal, interest, taxes, insurance. You know, vacancies, repairs, capital expenditures, all those kinds of things. Cash flow is left over. So my goal is two hundred dollars per unit in cash flow on a rental property. Now in my business, that two hundred dollars we can I can make that, you know, in 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 a day in a, <laughs> a couple hours, right? That two hundred dollars a month in cash flow. Um, and so for me, it's like I can why not leverage the business for that aspect of my life and use the uh real estate to build wealth so that i can always continue to you know build that wealth and have something to pass to the next generation the next generation and so on and so on so that's kind of the mentality around um asset rich versus uh cash rich because there's a lot of people that own a lot of properties but you might not have a lot of income especially if they're not cash flowing right so and also one vacancy in your property that's a that's a that's a that's a big dent in your in your cash flow right but in my business there's many more. There's so many more clients out there for my business than there are for my properties. It's just a fact of the matter.
1: So, man, you hit us with a quick drive-by real estate masterclass <laughs> slash financial freedom seminar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm. I'm not mad at it. I'm yeah. not mad at it. So yeah, man. So you said you. So so you said you decided, okay, real estate's over here, right? You know, there's real estate, but then you said there's the opportunity to create profit because you said real estate's slow, right? You said real estate can be going slow and, you know, this is not going to help you, quote unquote, become rich, but this will help, you know, build the wealth and things like that. But then you said you came over here and then you started a cleaning business and then you made 400K in the first year. Yeah. How? How, how, how does that, how does that happen?
0: Yeah, man. So one thing that's very, very important to understand is that I don't want to, I don't, I always say this because like a lot of people see that and they're like, man, I want to go do that. I want to, I want to get that instant success. But what they don't necessarily realize is that although that was my first year in business, that was not my first business. Right. So I, like I said before, but between the point of real estate and, and, and the cleaning business. I had probably five different businesses that I, that I didn't necessarily fail at, but I lost a lot of money at. And I learned a lot of lessons and business principles that taught me what my philosophies of business really are and what I like to, you know, how, how I uh, can grow a more profitable business in a, in a different industry. So when I actually started, I actually was in the trucking business first. Right. So I actually had ended up, I bought a semi truck, um, was in that for about a year and a half. Um, and you know, I, it, I literally got it on the road the month of co- like the week COVID hit. And from that point on, it was literally downhill for that entire year of 2020. From March to the end of 2020, I was losing thousands of dollars every single month in this business because the rates on the trucks, you know, for the for the loads, they weren't paying anything. So I was losing a lot of money in that. But that taught me so many different things about business, about hiring, about, you know, finding quality people. So many different things, and so I used that was the first thing. The next thing I also got into, you know, we had a mobile home. Mobile home was a whole nother business. Obviously, I still had rental properties at this time, so I'm I know how to screen tenants. I know how to find quality people. Had got into uh, vending machines, you know, learning how to kind of find vending routes, learning how to uh, find good locations, learn skills from that. Got into the rental car business, as you know, Marlin is in that business. I had actually was had hopped in that business early on as well. Had a, had a rental car, um, learned how a lot of lessons from that. So all these different businesses, I, like I said, I lost probably 30 to $40,000 just in these different businesses in the, from the time of 2019 to really probably last year, um, just trying different things in different business. So I took all those experiences and applied them to the cleaning business. And so what I wrote, the cleaning business essentially is I'm, I, it's, I run a very high, uh, love high, a very high level, um, Kind of business where I don't necessarily have to hire employees. I can I employ independent contractors. I look at myself as the middleman, right? So I have I find people that know how to clean houses and I pair them up with people that need their houses clean. It's essentially Uber, right? Uber does the same thing with with uh with 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 vehicles. They 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 know that people you know need to get somewhere and there's people that have cars. So Uber is the middleman um airbnb is the middleman netflix is the middleman walmart is the middleman all these companies are middlemen so i'm saying i'm just going to do the same thing with the cleaning business and so i was able to essentially uh do that and i look at it as more so a marketing business my job is just to market this company that has these contractors in place to people that need their house cleaning and i can scale that a lot faster i have no i have very little overhead and i have uh you know all virtual staff answering the phones and now we've expanded into our third location. It started in San Antonio. We went into Austin last year, got into Houston this year, and we're continuing to expand all over Texas and then also all over the country. So it's a very high-level kind of business that I'm able to scale like without having to do a lot of um, day-to-day things. So that's kind of I love that business model because I don't like I learned that I don't like businesses with a lot of overhead. And I also like digital businesses that I can essentially run from anywhere that allows me to have my freedom. And so that was
1: kind of the mentality with the cleaning business. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's a gold mine because people need their houses clean. Point blank, point blank period. But where did like where, how did you come to this though? Because you said you did, you know, you said you did the trucking, you said you did the rental cars, you said you did mobile home vending. How did you say? Like, let me try this one next. Was it through like some more research or was it like, how how did, how did this even, you know, quote unquote, come to your, come to your desk? Yeah, man. Great question. So this is, this is the part, I think
0: a lot of people, they miss this, right? Because this is what happens. A lot of people, they see what someone else is doing and they want to do that. And I I totally understand. It's like, oh, shiny objects. And I think that's a bit, especially with social media. It's like, you see something it's like, I want to do that right and so for me when i was starting to get into business i told myself i'm going to entrepreneurship university so i essentially started taking online courses internet courses from instagram entrepreneurs that were teaching businesses real teachers i'm not talking about fake professors that teach things that they don't even do in colleges i'm talking about real teachers this is the, we're in the information age we're in a place where you can learn things. You can learn anything you want off of a $150 course. So I saw someone that was we had interviewed this couple on our podcast, Anthony and Janoka Hartzog, um aka the Hartrimony, and they had they were talking about how they had started a cleaning business um in 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 in, in uh, a couple years ago. They were on our podcast, we've brought them on multiple times, and uh they had essentially said that they're going to create a course on this as well and i said oh, okay now i'm gonna just add that to my you know curriculum i told myself i was in entrepreneurship university i took a trucking course i took a stock uh investing course i took a mobile home course i took a rental car course i might as well take the cleaning business course right learn just learning different things seeing because i don't know what i don't know yet i just want to get exposed to so many different things take as many risks calculated risks as possible while i have very little overhead i don't have to you know worry about a wife or kids or you know, a, a mortgage because I'm house hacking and all these different things. I had a very high risk tolerance. So I'm going to try everything. And that's essentially what led me to that because I saw that they had a course. And I was like, let me just take that. I try that. And again, I took their course, but I've, I had so many different things that I had learned from the other businesses that I kind of added my own spin into it. And that was really what allowed me to really able to, be, to scale it so, so quickly, uh, bigger to, or, than what most people would
1: have expected for the first year so so one one thing i really like about what you just said was you took information from other industries other markets other courses other programs and then you combined it with the information that you learned from that particular program i i think just like you said area where a lot of people go wrong and i think this is this is very valid here because a lot of people buy the course and they expect like when you open the course that it's going to answer every problem that could possibly come up and the solution is going to be in this course. And it's like, nah, fam, like in a perfect world, that's how it would work. But when you go and do the stuff and the steps that they tell you in the course, there's going to be new rules or regulations in certain industries that might affect certain decisions. So those people weren't accounting for something that's going to happen 10 years down the road. They're accounting for what they created in that point and in that time. So you know, you sharing that, I yeah. think that's that's really just shining a light that needs to be shined. And, and and I love that you mentioned
0: that because I what I what I what I think people should understand is that these courses they're just frameworks, they're not the end-all be-all. A lot of people think because they paid money for something that it has to be like, okay, I have to do it this way. It doesn't have to be done. This is just how they did it. Um, you can add your own space you know, things on it and different things work in different places, especially in this kind of business where it's like, I'm finding people that can work. I, Indeed or Zip Recruiter might not work in your city. You might have to try Craigslist. You might have to try Facebook. You might have to try something else. And that's, that's the thing where most people go wrong because most people, are, if most people I realize are very pretty much, uh, you're set on one solution. You're, you're not able to think I don't even want to use the term outside the box because I don't like the cliches, but you're not able to think creatively. You're not able to really think as an entrepreneur. And that's what an entrepreneur is. Like the the, the courses and everything is great, but a, a true entrepreneur figures out problems. You solve problems. That is an entrepreneur. You solve problems and you create value. So if something is presented, this is not school entrepreneurship is much different from school. Like a lot of people are trying to apply the employee mindset to where if, if you're an employee and your, 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 your boss or someone gives you some work, you can pretty much say, if they say do it like this, you can pretty much probably do it like that and, you know, come to the solution. But as an entrepreneur, there's nobody saying, Oh, do this right here, do this right here. You just got to kind of go figure it out. And that is, the mentality you have to really switch to out of that employee mindset into an entrepreneur mindset. Because even the person that created the company that you're working at, there was no blueprint to go off of. Today we have blueprints, at least, to some degree. So it's much easier to be a successful entrepreneur today than it ever has been because of all the information out there. Um, so I think it, the courses can kind of spoil you, but if, if you have to understand they're just frameworks. So
1: He's on fire. He's, <laughs> he's on fire, folks. He's on fire. So... <laughs> so Alex what so you 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 just diving deep in entrepreneurship and just breaking this thing down and you having the experiences that that, that you've had thus far like what would you say is is the biggest lesson if you haven't already shared it with what you've just shared I mean but like what, what would you say is something that either if somebody's a new entrepreneur getting started like what would you say is something that they need to just just take off this glass ceiling or glass hat so that that, that they can take the first step towards yeah, entrepreneurship one thing
0: I don't want to um, understate the importance of the education. Like I, the courses are so important. Like taking those courses, figuring out, like those are very, very important. But what I want people to understand is that we're in a very kind of, like I said before, shiny object society where it's like you see something and it's like, oh, that looks, this is kind of in a slow area right now. That looks super interesting. That looks super hot. I really want to try that. And so you kind of, you know, forget about this one. You go try this new thing. But the same thing happens in that business, right? This one's kind of gets kind of slow. It's like, eh, eh, it's not really working. I thought it would be easier. Let me go try that thing. So you're kind of hopping around different things, right? Whenever things aren't like instantly successful, right? What I really want people to understand is that you have to focus on one thing. You have to focus on one thing. Starting out as an entrepreneur, nobody creates anything great by doing ten different things at a time. Like I was never going to make four hundred grand. In one business, if I didn't eliminate all my other business, I literally liquidated everything. I liquidated the, I sold the truck, I sold the rental the rental cars, we sold the mobile home. Only thing I have left is my is my uh, rental properties, and because those are pretty much, I mean, they it's pretty s- straightforward now as far as like management. I'm not in any new ventures now. Because you have to focus in order to scale something. So in the beginning, it's okay to try different things. It's okay to go to that EU Entrepreneurship University, try different things, figure out what actually works for you. But at some point, you got to pick one and focus on it. Just eliminate all the others and focus on this one. Because you're not going to scale it until you actually focus all your time, most of your time and your attention, especially if you have a nine to five. If you have a nine to five, you should be coming home and, and, and either educating yourself or working on your business. That's it. If you're coming home and you're trying, you know, all these, di- you're doing all these different businesses, you you know, you're at work taking calls for this business, doing this, you're never going to scale nothing. Right. I like to, there's, there's a phrase that I like, it's like, yo, if you try to chase both rabbits, you will catch neither. You have to focus on one. And, uh, that is probably the biggest lesson that I learned, um, over the, you know, last year or two, just because that was literally my experience. My business didn't take off until I said, I'm focusing on it for a year and I focused on it all 2021 and made $400,000 in it. And so you can imagine now what we're gonna do in 2022 and beyond, so.
1: What's going on family? Sorry to interrupt the episode, but it's your podcast mentor, Jonathan Jones. And I just wanted to let you know if you're a speaker, you're a coach, or you're a consultant, and you're trying to accelerate your credibility right you're trying to get in a spot to where you can get in front of more eyes and you want to take that voice of yours and turn into a profitable business i'm holding a free training just for you okay so go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com so that you can explode your leads and accelerate your credibility right now I love it. Do numbers, do numbers, do numbers, man. All right. So, you know, as, as, as you're talking about just focusing on one thing, I want I want to just shift gears a little bit here. And I, and I want to talk a little bit about about the about the money monopolizes podcast, because, you know, growing a podcast, you know, growing a podcast is something that it's often, I guess, you know, fantasized or it's one of those things to where it's like, hey, you do these things, then the show is going to grow. But that's not the case, and and I wanna I wanna just ask you, uh, j- just just breaking down, uh, how did you all get into the podcast for one, and and then well I'll ask the next question after. But how, how did how did this come about? Like you know how, how did this thing become from an idea? To yeah, yeah, I love that question because I I'm I always like and I told Marlon this whole time
0: is like the podcast for me. It was always just some we just I just wanted to start it just because like no I just it's fun. It's a cool idea. I want to build my brand. As this, you know, money guy, as the financial guy. That was the initial intention with it, right? So we would have all these, me and Marlon, um, we would have all these conversations, especially in the beginning, where it's like when we first found out about financial freedom, we were talking literally every night for you know, getting off of work, and we would talk about real estate and business for three, four hours every single night for two years. And it was like uh, you know, we 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 had so many conversations and it got to a point where it's like, Yo, I mean, I just say, yeah, I mean, we might as well really start a podcast. And because we've been listening to so many podcasts, we've been, you know, hearing so many people talk about these these things. I feel like we have a good amount of education to definitely at least inspire someone else, because what I think a lot of people think is that in order to be a teacher, you have to be a master already. But a teacher is just someone that is one step ahead of you. Right. A real teacher, not like a fake professor teacher. I'm talking like real entrepreneurs. Um, so that is, (laughs) that is like something that I really want uh, people to understand. Anybody can, if, if you have any knowledge or experience in something, there's someone out there that can learn from your experience. And the thing about podcasting is that it's such a great outlet because people can really connect with you on a podcast, right? People can really learn you. People are literally listening to you as you unravel your thoughts. People are literally listening to the inner, you know, workings of your brain, right? Live, like there's no better way for someone to connect with you. Like there's so many people I've met that's like, man, I feel like I know you. And it's like I don't even know who they are, but it's a, it's a, it's crazy just because that is kind of what podcasting has become. And so, um, that was the motivation for starting it. It was really just because we knew, although we hadn't reached financial freedom, it was like going to be something that was imminent. Right, and it happened a lot sooner than we imagined. Um, And so, I know it's like there are so many people that need this information. There's a lot of people that need to know these things as well because it's not just financial literacy. And I don't, I I don't want people to get our show confused with financial literacy because financial literacy is that's fine. But I see financial literacy like that's like basics. That's like you know elementary. I'm we're talking about financial freedom. We're talking about retiring early. We're talking about a new mindset. We're talking about a new life. This is not you know uh save save money invest in 401k you know all these you know basic uh concepts we're talking financial freedom leave your job change your life live life in your own terms starting a business entrepreneurship that's what we're talking about buying assets that's the that's the the premise of our show so it's not just another financial literature nothing wrong with that but it's 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 a totally different concept that we're talking about so you know financial freedom is something that is available for everyone whether you're you want to the 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 greatest thing about it is the fact you don't need to start a business. You can buy assets, right? Real estate can retire you. Stock market can retire you. These are not businesses. These are investments, right? So there's so many different ways for people to achieve financial freedom. So that's what our show kind of became is, you know, we bring people on that have achieved financial freedom in so many different industries. um, And we also share our experiences through entrepreneurship and we teach people through our experiences and people have, you know, loved it. And it's, you know, it's grown so much. We're, now it's now getting about 14,000, you know, listeners a month. So it 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 is, uh, it's, it's, it's really nice now it's, it's getting there.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really love how you, how you, one bro- broke down just the difference between financial literacy and financial freedom, because those are two terms that I often hear thrown around frequently. And some people, depending on who you talk to, they might yeah. use them interchangeably, which you just showed us that, that that's incorrect. <laughs> right. That's, that's right, incorrect. Right. <laughs> Okay, so so talk to me Alex just about being in the spot and being in the position to where you grow you grow a show to 130k downloads. How do how do you grow a show to 130k downloads? The yeah. people want to know. The yeah, man. And, know. and to me it, it's
0: one thing one thing one thing about uh you know the 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 podcasting space is that it's a very like <laughs> I don't know how I should say this it's a very long journey. I'll just say that because a lot of people think you're going to get in there and instantly like okay, now people are listening to my show, people are tuning in. But it's kind of, it's 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 not like that. You have to build your audience. You have to find your audience. The people you think your family, your friends, they don't they're not that's not your audience. They don't necessarily care for the most part what you what you're going to say. They'll tune in like your episode 1, episode 2, episode 3, you know, you'll see good numbers. you are like, "Oh, nice. This is nice." But once it starts getting episode four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, that's when it's like, okay, are you still sticking around? Are you still going to be consistent? Are you going to consistently put out an episode as you that you promised? Because one thing I know from experience as a consumer of podcasters is that I know I'm not taking someone serious until they take themselves serious, right? So I'm not going to take a podcast series until I know that they're serious about it. So once I see that you have you're consistently putting out episodes, that's when I can become a listener now, because I know I can rely on you to have an episode out. I'm not going to want to listen to you if it's like, I'm not sure if you're going to put an episode out this this week, right? And so our podcast was very stagnant for, we were getting 400, 500, you know, 300 listeners a month for the first year. It took a very long time to get that first jump. And then, you know, last summer, we get a good guest on there. Shout out Aisha Selden, She promos the show on her page, we get a a jump to 4,000 a month, right? And then from there, we kind of stay stagnant again for a whole nother year, right? So we're stuck at between, you know, 4,000, 3,000 every single month, stagnant, stagnant. And then, boom, this past year, we get another jump. Um, Shout out to TikTok. TikTok is a great place to grow the audience, to grow your uh, uh, following organically for your podcast. And uh, we get another jump to about 12,000 from that. So we've been able to really 3X the listenership every single year just by staying consistent because what happens most people is once they start to see the thing flatline and they don't see any growth that's when it's like okay this is is it really worth my time but podcasting is a very very long-term thing joe rogan i mean i don't don't know how people feel regardless how you feel about him they he has done he's been podcasting since (laughs) since 2009 right and so 2000 episodes almost something like that and it's like I don't know how many views he was getting early on. I mean, I know he was a celebrity; those kinds of things. But it, I saw the production; it was not where it is now. So it's a very, very, very slow, slow, slow uh, growth. But you—that—that's just the nature of podcasts. I think people really got to understand that before you have to understand what you're getting into before you get into it. Because even we weren't consistent as we sh- as much as we should have been early on. But once we became consistent, which was really like last year, we pretty much put out an episode every single week um that's when it really began to shot up because like i said people will take you serious once you take you serious
1: yeah like i love how i love how you said people will take you serious when you take when you began to take yourself serious and it's funny because you even just said that y'all weren't taking it as serious and then you began to take it serious and then you started to see the growth so i think that i think that's just a super dope Uh, connection point just seeing you know what what you all have been able to do with the money monopolizes podcast thus far and what you all are gonna you know what would you what you all are gonna gonna continue to do what what would you what would you say like like looking at the journey because y'all are what 120 plus like 120 130 y'all are in that vein of episodes that you all produce What, what would you say podcasting has taught you thus far man so many different things
0: number one i think uh i'm sure you know this but it's the ultimate networking tool 100% like there I, I don't think there is a better networking tool than 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 podcasts just because you give people a reason to talk to you right because they know that they're getting something a lot of people you know you want to, there's certain people you want to talk to but you want to tell them hey can i pick your brain right now podcasting essentially lets you ask people can you pick their brain without asking them directly cuz a lot of people don't want their brain picked for the most part um, especially if it's going to be for free. Um, and so now podcasting gives you opportunity to quote unquote, pick people's brains while you provide them something of value as well, which is your audience. Right? So if you have, if you, especially if you've been consistent, um, then they will, uh, many people will be happy to come onto your podcast, especially right now. Podcasting is so early as I'm sure you know that it's like, you know, it it hasn't been, it hasn't been like, it's not something that is, That is so mainstream, like uh, even like a radio show or something like that. So it's still so early. Um, So I I would say network the opportunity, the networking has probably been the biggest thing. Obviously, also you know speaking skills and 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 just you know being able to convey thoughts in a way for because when you're podcasting, you 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 have to be kind of aware of how people are perceiving what you're saying more so than in a natural conversation. Just because you know people are going to be listening to this. So trying to convey thoughts in a way, although you might understand something you know, to some level, understanding that there's people that do, will not understand it like that. So kind of slowing down and having to really connect with people and ask good questions. Man, I, I, I became a great question asker. And many people say like, oh, we ask great questions. It's because we are thinking of our listeners. We're thinking of the people that are going to be hearing this. And that's why a lot of our listeners enjoy the show, because they know it's like, man, they get the best. They they extract the most value from their guests, right? And even in our own conversations, we we know what to say to provide the most value because we know exactly who's listening and we know what those people need. So, so I mean, just the skills are the 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 intangible skills that you gain are endless. Along with you know, like you said, the networking, those kinds of things. It, it, podcasting man is a cheat code right now. I don't know how long it'll be a cheat code, but it has been for the last decade or so. And it, it, you know, I think we still got some time
1: yeah yeah cheat code cheat code it is cheat code indeed cheat code indeed so this, this is my final podcasting question then we're going to transition to it to a fun segment i like to call this or that but who is who is one podcaster that you feel is slept on like who's one slept on podcaster that you think i should i should bring on to the, your podcast mentor show next one or you know you can say a couple it's, it's on you mm. so uh,
0: man, I think the Hartzogs, I mentioned them earlier, the ones that taught the uh, clean business court. they they're, they're really good, uh, podcasters as well. And, um, you know, they, they have, they just started a podcast, I think a few months ago. I think they're like on episode 10 or something like that. Um, but they are, they have a really good show as well. They're pretty new. But uh, they 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 do have a good show and they've been in entrepreneurship for a while so they you know they know they know definitely what they're talking about so I would definitely
1: recommend excellent that. excellent they are actually on my list they're actually on my list okay good deal good deal <laughs> uh, I I love when that happens I love when that happens the stars are uh, aligning yeah for sure so now 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 we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and transition <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and transition yeah. and uh this this is a segment I like to call this or that right so you're gonna pick either one answer or the other so are you are you ready yes sir let's get it all right let's go and here we go meat or vegetables
0: Mm, give me
1: vegetables okay okay international vacation or new tv international all day okay save or spend Mm, spend saving is no yeah I was about to say for you, I know that, spend I is actually gonna translate into, into invest. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, w- uh would you would you say coffee or tea? Neither. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Uh what would you would you say? Basketball or football? <laughs> basketball. Podcasts or audiobooks. Mm, Podcasting. There it is, man. See, there it is. That wasn't that was painless. You know what I'm saying? Painless. 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 Uh, but uh, you know, I I, I def- definitely appreciate you, you know, Alex taking the time to, to come on, you know, add, add value to, to the your podcast mentor show uh community. Man, you really you 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 gave some good game away today, man. You get gave a lot of good game. Um, but before we get out of here, man, I'm, I'm gonna kick it to you for you to give give your final thought uh to the people and then also let people know where they can uh find you, follow you. Uh, connect with you so i'm gonna kick over the mic to you and you have the floor yes sir man
0: i appreciate it this is a been a super dope interview the super dope show i appreciate you bringing me on here and uh, you know sharing me with your with your audience that i know you you know anybody that because i understand and bringing someone onto your podcast is a representation of who you are too so um i i definitely appreciate i don't i don't take that honor lightly so i appreciate that but yeah you can find me on uh instagram at Icamuno, I K A M U N Y O, or you can follow us on uh, our Instagram for the podcast, which is Money Monopolizers. Check out our podcast; we lose release episodes every single Thursday, and uh, we teach people how you know they can achieve financial freedom, just like we were able to do last year. And uh, you know, we're teaching different entrepreneurship and uh, financial freedom topics every single week. So uh, be sure to check that out, and uh, you know if you enjoy it, definitely give us a rating. Check us out on YouTube; we post videos and podcasts on there as well. And uh, it, 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 yeah, man, that's that's pretty much where you could find me.
1: Yeah, def- definitely, y'all, definitely, definitely, definitely. If you have not, if you have not already tapped into the Money Monopolizers podcast, you need it in your life because he said they're not talking about financial literacy; they're talking about financial freedom. Okay, and this is the time like never, like never before you need to get your financial freedom together so you don't have to lean in or expect you know the payment or the rent or wherever to come from anybody but you take it into your own hands so alex thanks you once once again my my brother appreciate you stopping by and everybody out there listening uh this is the your podcast mentor show where we help you establish your platform so you can profit on purpose from your podcast peace and god bless For my speakers, my coaches, and my consultants, if you're looking to, you know, establish your authority, you're looking to build your credibility, and and even take your voice and turn it into a profitable business, then I would encourage you go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com. There, you can sign up for the free training that we have coming up.